Todd talks. One of the things I struggle with is being that spiritual centeredness that that I'm really attracted to. You know, being involved in 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 my best self and my Holy Spirit, letting my Holy Spirit guide me, tapping into Zen Buddhism and Christianity and many other religions. I'm just enamored by that stuff. I love that stuff. And I'm trying throughout my life to live that way, to live through that. And what I struggle with sometimes is when to be assertive, when to stand up, when to shout out, or when to get firm with certain people, be it friends, family, um, even clients, business, business-wise, for sure. Um, a couple of examples. One, one example today was client, a client that, that wants to, uh, let's say they want to change a certain creative piece that you're working on. Um, and they're not designers at all. And they are insisting on making changes that, that just make it look outright ridiculous. Well, what do you do? You know, if, if you are, I think what's important is that if you can claim that you are a master at what you do, that you're very experienced at what you do and you, you provide an excellent, outstanding service, Humbly, knowing that there's always room for improvement, but you are no doubt the best. You know, I think of people like, um, I'm going to use two references, spiritually speaking here. Let's talk about the, the Buddha who was enlightened and spoke to many, many, many people. And even today uh, is the criteria for Buddhism. Uh, maybe, maybe Lao Tzu from China, who has had incredible wisdom to share and still does to this day. Or Jesus Christ having lots of uh, um, inspiration from God himself. You know, they, they, they are spoken to through their spirit. They're, they're masterful in, in what it is they do. You could take a, a masterful martial artist as an example. They're very good at what they do. You know, let's just take, for example, a five-degree black belt in any number of martial arts. And they attain that by practice, 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 and persistence, and just just nonstop engagement in that activity. And that's, that's what makes them masterful. So I guess even yourself or myself or anybody who's been doing what they do for a very long time, there's always something to be taught. There's always something to, to learn. And I think even the masters know that. But nonetheless, they put in the time, you know, a mother, a great mother who loves their kids and puts every ounce of oomph into uh, being a good mother, a good parent. Well, good mother. Let's start with a mother because my wife's a fabulous mother and she she puts everything into raising her kids. And again, there's always something to be taught, something to learn because there's no such thing as perfect, right? But, but when you invest in something so wholeheartedly, you become an expert in that. Some are more naturally adept to that. You know, some people are naturally inclined. You know, for example, you know, my 13-year-old 13, daughter, she is an incredible, incredible artist. And while she certainly has practiced quite a bit and continues to practice quite a bit, it was just sort of natural to her. We're blown away with, you know, she puts a pen to paper and, and comes up with things. It's just like, 
wow, man, unbelievable. So it's a, a natural God-given gift to some people that are able to do that kind of stuff. And it could be anything. It doesn't have to be art. It could be, it could be anything at all. It could be singing. It could be drawing. It could be walking. It could be a number of things. And yeah, walking too. You know, there are people that can walk miles and miles and miles and have incredible uh, bodies and minds and spirits able to walk and hike many, 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 many hundreds, if not thousands of miles. So it could be just about anything. And then there are those people that might not have the God-given talent innately, but maybe they're challenged deeply to, to learn and grow and become that, that magnificent, magnificently trained and fine-tuned person to be able to do that type of skill and activity. I've, I've seen many people um, do that over years and years of, of training and practice. And, and we've all seen people that are uh, so-called masters that, that are very good. You know, sometimes it can be subjective. You know, let's just say an artist. Uh, you're an artist. You've been painting for uh, 50 years. And you look at the art and you're like, Ugh, wow, man, that doesn't look very good. That's subjective. You know, some people may think you are and some people may not think you, you are at all. Um, a very good artist, but, but there are some things that are, are clear cut. Um, you know, for example, let's take an electrician, uh, a home, a residential home electrician who spends 50 years of his or her career, uh, learning the skills of, of electrical work within a home. You know, you have to go to school for that. You have to get trained for that. You have to get licenses for that. You have to have so many hours on the job to be able to do that professionally. You fine tune a skill and you're able to do a lot more than, heck of a lot more than, than most people can do. That's a special trade, a special skill. In fact, I believe, I, I don't know for sure, but I believe it's called a master electrician or a master plumber when you, when you get to that level. You know, you first start out as an apprentice and then you become a master, a master level. So, you know, let's take the electrician uh, as an example here. Um, let's compare the two. And I know they're not the same, but let's compare them just for the sake of humor. That take a design job. Clients doesn't, you know, clients says, no, I want to use this horrible image on a cover and this horrible font and this horrible size, whatever, and it looks horrible. And you know it if you're a good designer and you've done a lot of these things, you know if it looks good or not. You know if people are going to like it or not. Now let's go to the electrician. <clears throat> Master electrician comes into the home and says, listen, listen, you got to put 12-2 wire in your basement. You have a wet basement. Around the bathroom, you need a certain 12-2 wire. And I know 12-2 wire is sort of a thicker wire for certain things. And by code, there are codes and laws that make sure that you have a very safe home with a certain type of electricity running through it, a certain type of wire, a certain type of bullets. And you need a GFI out, uh, ground fault intercept uh, outlet that basically prevents you from getting shocked in the bathroom. And, you know, he has all this advice. Now you say, nah. I don't like to look at that wire. I want to use the cheap stuff I got online on walmart.com. It's the wrong kind of wire. And I just want to use a, a pretty pink outlet I found online. That's a big problem because you, now you're affecting the safety of yourself and others that are in the home. So you are breaking laws and you can get in trouble for that. You know, insurance companies wouldn't, would, uh, boy, would they freak out at that. You can get in a lot of trouble by not doing the right thing, but it's just stupid. It's not safe. It's not wise. You know, you need to listen to the master electrician if you want it done well and done safely. Um, you know, would you take advice, parenting advice from, from somebody who 
let's say they never had kids, they don't like kids, they have nothing to do with kids? Probably not. Probably not. So I think there's something to be said for being masterful um, in, in whatever it is you do and having some confidence behind that and not arrogance, but confidence. So what do you say? What do you say to people that, um, you know, want to do things that, that you definitely wouldn't recommend? And how might that tie into you spiritually speaking? And not a not spiritual in a weird kind of way, but you know, spiritual. What's important to you? What are your values? What are your ethics? What are your morals? What are your principles? So, for example, if I want to be, you know, kind of calm, um, peaceful, um, I don't want to get riled up and angry and judgmental over people over what what it is they want or don't want. So I tend to be pretty passive. I tend to feel like, you know, if if that's your job to do stuff, you just go ahead and do it. But I think the the trick to handling this type of situation is you can do it calmly and assertively. You can say, look, um, I'm I'm more than happy to make those changes for you because as I just fired back to, to somebody today, I says, look, this is your baby. This this you you want to go ahead and do it that way. That's up to you because it's yours. You know you have that right. But I will tell you, professionally speaking, it it doesn't look very good. I, you know the the photo does not connect well with your subject matter. People are going to get confused by it. It's dark. It's blurry. It's low resolution. You don't have it's, it doesn't come from a source that has um, a, a credibility to it you know like for example if you want a a, um, a royalty free image or a stock image that you paid for you have license rights to that image so you know in this particular case that's exactly what it was it was taken off of another site it's not licensed globally um, it's blurry it doesn't make any sense uh, the typefaces they wanted were too small. You couldn't really read them. And, and, and although I provided several examples, maybe maybe close to a dozen examples of what I think would look really sharp and really represent the brand well, well, they still they still didn't want to do it. That's uh, you know, uh, thanks thanks anyway. But I'd like to try it this way. It brings me back to when I was a beginner, when I was just starting out. And I think that's what makes makes it so frustrating is that that was when I didn't have a lot of experience, so I didn't have a lot of confidence. I didn't have I didn't have years and years and years and thousands and thousands of projects worth of experience to know again, not just what I think looks good, but what represents you, what represents the brand, what re- represents the company, what colors to use. That is experiential, and that is something, that's a God-given talent that I've let kind of radiate through, and it's just what I do, and I happen to make a living at it, and I'm very, very super grateful for that. And I try to apply that onto every job I do, and all the people I meet. Um, in fact, a lot of the time, I don't even, I invest a lot of time with people, because I love people, and I, I, I love to help people attain their best, and, and become their best, and you know, help others, and, and and all that kind of stuff. I love doing that. That's nothing to do with money at all, to be honest with you. In fact, funny enough, this one project that I'm talking about here, I haven't had a dime paid. Uh, I'm not sure if I will, <laughs> but uh, that, that's that's for another conversation. But, you know, I do it because I believe in it. It's what I do. It's somebody I know very well, and I'm happy to help them, and, you know, so forth and so on. And that can make it even more complicated. One of the reasons it's a good idea sometimes to have some kind of a contract or have some kind of payment uh, agreement is that, you know, you or they are getting paid for their time and it's sort of like an unbound contract. 
So, you know what I'm saying? Because if you're not paid for it and it's frustrating, it's kind of like, you know, why are you really doing it? You know, it's, but like I said, that's a whole nother conversation because you could bring in family into that, you know, why we do things for family and friends, you know, when it's not monetary, right? That That's a whole nother level. But anyway, so it doesn't matter what you do. You might be a teacher dealing with a horrible administrator that's giving you a real hard time or a student that's giving you really a hard time. You could be a parent dealing with a, um, uh, with a child. You could be a child dealing with a, a parent too. There are ch children that have issues with parents. It goes both ways. You could be uh, uh, back to that electrical contractor. You could be an electrical contractor who has nightmare clients. You know, how do you deal with them? You could be a middle-aged mother who just is having a hard time dealing with society. You know, nowadays it's it's how do I talk to people on social media? How do I address people? Um, you know, maybe I'm 50-something years old and I've raised my kids and, and I'm not sure what's next in my life. That could be really frustrating. And, and you know, how do you contend with people just out in the world with that kind of thing? You know, you might have family, friends, uh, or otherwise that, that, you know, give you a hard time about having that oh you should know what you do you know you're old enough now blah 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 and, you know how do you deal with people that, that make comments that you're not crazy about I don't know it can apply to a lot of different things but you know I think that's why it's really important to know who you are to know where you stand in life you know to, to take a deep breath you know <sighs> such a simple thing to do take a deep breath and kind of just think about what it is you're trying to do and what you're trying to get across, how you're going to respond to that situation. It, it definitely helps that it comes from deep within, deep inside your belly, deep inside your guts. Um, but, you know, how do you, how do you stand up? How are you assertive to somebody? It's not being angry. It's not smashing your fist down on a table and saying, uh, you know, bad or belligerent, belligerent words and, you know, going off the handle because you're losing yourself and you're losing respect because they're not going to respond well to that. So you, so I think the best way to do it is to be kind and be open and receptive to it. Just in a way, kind of loving about it. Just saying, you know, I, say, I appreciate, I really appreciate your feedback and what you want because you know what? That is really important. It really is. You want people to get what they want. You know, they we all do. We all want something specific and that should be absolutely positively respected and then you follow up with can I share some ideas with you all right let me let me professionally give you some thoughts on that and don't spend a lot of time on it because sometimes you know if people know what they want to do they're gonna do it anyway you might be wasting your time if you're gonna go on for a long time and invest a lot of time in this just because you want it right it might very well be a waste of time because if they're going to end up doing what they want to do anyway, there's no point in going on too far. So just provide enough information that, you know, listen, I want to hear you first. That's always the best place to start is you first. I want to hear what you have to say. Absolutely. It's your baby. You you can do whatever you want. But let me tell you professionally, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That could even be in um, in the sales world too. You know, somebody is selling a car. 
let's take a car for example, and you say, um, look, I want the cheapest car you have, um, I just do. I want that cheap Toyota Corolla, that's all I need. I don't need anything else. Well, absolutely. There's no problem there. You clearly, you know, you have a low budget. You don't want to spend a lot of money. And I'm going to honor you that. And I'm not going to, what I'm about to tell you is not a sales ploy. I just want to share with you something. You can ultimately make the choice you want to make. But in New England, okay, we have this stuff called snow and ice. And it gets really hard to drive in the snow and ice. And that front wheel drive Toyota Corolla isn't bad in the snow, but you know, for not much more, for not much more, for $2,500 more approximately, you can get a base model all wheel drive vehicle. And I'm only using this as an example, okay? All wheel drive. And you're probably gonna have this car from anywhere, if you plan on keeping it for some time, you're gonna have it anywhere from six to 10 years at a minimum. Okay, so that investment that you just made, you're going to be having several snow days that you're going to feel really, really confident and comfortable driving through the snow. So I'm trying to show you that there are other options available for you to make that decision. But you see, you're giving them the honorable right to make the decision themselves and providing information to them as a professional courtesy and a professional service. And I think that is the best distinction. And how it's delivered how impactful it is, it comes down to your personality, it comes down to your experience, it comes down to the rapport you have with that person because there's some people that are, you know, let's face it, there's some people that you vibe with that, that you know, you're mutually likable, they like you, you like them, it works out, and there are other people that aren't, aren't. that's just nature, it's just how it is, you know, it's, you think of uh, dogs and cats, <laughs> you know, they're both animals, but they're different. So sometimes that can happen too, but so that's just about it. That's all I have to say about that is professional courtesy. Um, if they're coming to you for a service, I guess I should add this too. If they're coming to you for a service and they're coming to you for a service, I think it's really important that you remember that because they're coming to you for that. So I think you owe it to them and yourself to tell them what you think professionally. And maybe the last thing I'll add is that sometimes, sometimes you, uh, I did this recently too, you have to turn away certain things, certain projects, turn away certain people in your life that just aren't fit for you. They don't vibe well with you. you they don't align with your values. That's another thing that is important to pay attention to the warning signs, you know, that somebody rubs you the wrong way. It's, it's either your ego that's fighting or it's your inner spirit telling you that there's something misaligned here that you better listen to. Either way, you better listen to it because you're either going to be strengthening your ego and causing more problems or you're going to be retaining relationships that are just going to be horrible for you and just destroy you. Um, so yeah, you have to listen to that, that kind of stuff. Um, but sometimes relationships, especially working relationships, just are not the right fit. I recently had somebody, uh, it was a free, a free project through, through a church group that I, I've done a lot of uh, volunteer work for. And this one particular person wanted a poster done. 
and uh, it was last minute. It was a rush job, so I dropped everything I was doing for this project because I knew it was super important. And they were they they became a little abusive. And abusive doesn't have to again be you know hitting you over the head with a hammer. Abusive can be look taking advantage of you, of your time, of your services, of your uh, of your trade, of your skill, of your craft. Uh, they're being kind of rude and short. For example, um, no, I don't like the blue. I want it red. No, actually, it was I don't like the red. I want it blue. I don't like the snow. It looks like an avalanche. I told you, no avalanche. And then just outright like that. Not, not No pleases, no thank yous, no kindness. And then uh, I think the last straw for me was um, I, I took it upon myself to design it, the whole poster, because I knew they were late. And I said, let me throw it together for you. Oh, great, fine. Well... That's, I don't like that font at all. I'd like to explore a couple of these snapshots of God knows what websites and, and certain fonts. And it was right at that point. Nope. I'm, as my, my brother said very, very wisely, that my time is very valuable to me and I'll never get it back. And sometimes you have to keep that in mind, that time is something that's very, very precious. And I am not going to let this person abuse me, my time, my... Um, my talents none of it and I just says you know what here's the image I redid for you you can take this and you're on your own I'm, I'm done with this job good luck and and you know it may be a little uncomfortable for you to do that at first but if you can say no assertively like that I think that's very powerful because you're basically protecting yourself you're protecting your your god-given skill or talent or ability you know, you have to do that on some level. So don't be afraid to say no. And you can say no kindly. You know, there's a big difference between saying, no, I'm sorry, I'm, that's just not the right fit for me, versus, no, what the hell is your problem? You know, that kind of stuff. There's, there's, uh, there's a big difference in your delivery. So you can say no. And you can say no assertively, but kindly, kindly and assertively. You know, some of you out there are listening to this and saying, yeah, whatever, I'm going to say it angrily. Um, and that's fine, too. You know, the world the world takes all types. And sometimes, you know, sometimes that's what it, what happens. I mean, I sure, I sure have had times where I've blown up at people, even myself. Um, I would say I have regretted every single one of those times to get you all heated up gets you all aggravated, gets them all aggravated. It creates bad energy. It's just not good. So just keep all that in mind. You know, how do you, how do you, a master, handle somebody that's a little pushy? I think by being gentle, by absorbing it very, very gently and respectfully. In other words, Appreciating their view and then asserting yourself to say, now I'd like to share something with you, a couple of ideas with you. And you know something? If if they're wise, they'll, they, they'll heed your advice because you're giving them your professional, deeply passionate view on something that is only meant to serve them well. That's why they came to you in the first place. Otherwise, truthfully, maybe they should find someone else.
Todd Talks.